Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to a podcast with me, Dave, and another thing, and Travis. We're going to be talking about the Great Reset, World War III, the fourth turning, and what is next for the U.S. of A. Hashtag Red Pill. So I've been going down this rabbit hole on YouTube, listening to these actual CIA former employees. And they said, this guy, John Stockwell, he said uh, 75% of what the CIA does is propaganda. He went on to say that they have people in Hollywood that actually contribute to movie scripts, big blockbuster movie scripts, and have the power to edit them. He also said Mm -hmm. that they have plants in television doing the same thing. And wait for it, news stations. So I call CNN the CIA News Network. Yeah. Yeah, um, and isn't it odd that uh, every single time it seems like movies almost parrot? Uh, you look at uh, commentators, different YouTube commentators on pop culture, and they'd be like, "Oh, it just looks like uh, you know, doesn't this rhyme with how things are going now or where things are headed?" But at the same time, I mean, part of them they gotta condition you to be ready for what's coming, so that they can have their way with you. And what better way than to uh, make you go and pay your hard-earned money to go and uh, watch their propaganda? And isn't it odd just how they're? I mean, how long? I mean, how long ago until uh, sci-fi movies with like chip implants and uh, youth dystopias? Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden we start finding out more and more of this stuff uh, actually is a thing. I wouldn't be too shocked to find out that something like Hunger Games is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, I forget where I read this, so uh, maybe you maybe you do know the answer to this. But uh, as far as things with the New World Order, one of their things is they have to tell you about what's going on before they do it. It's part of like uh, uh, cultural belief. You look at things like The Simpsons, just a classic example of uh, different things that are uh, supposed to happen. Uh, yeah, 9/11. Like, yeah. Uh, come on, that's beyond coincidence. Really, they've predicted how many outcomes of horrific things in a comedic yeah. way, introducing you to it. So, in the back of your mind, you accept it more, and you don't totally freak out, right? Yeah, yeah. You've I mean, look at the It's familiar. Like yeah, I'm sorry, and it makes people. Um, Go ahead. No, I'm just I was just saying I'm sorry for cutting you off because I'm so fired up about this topic. I'm really enjoying this talk, bro. Birds of a feather. I get so passionate about this and I want to circle back because I want peace. I want peace for everybody. I, I think every human being wants the same thing. They want shelter. They want food. They want somebody to love and to love them. But we're always pointing the fingers. Those people, those people, they have a dictator. We need to start with pointing the, you know, when you point your finger at somebody else, you got three pointing back at you. So let's look yep. at our role, right? Yep, I, I 100% agree with you. And uh, also what you were saying about uh, media things. I mean, everybody views themselves, uh, more people than not view themselves uh, as the hero of their own story. And so you create right. these things with their propaganda and stuff. How you know, no hero is made without some sort of a trial. And so they're pretty much make people 
when you create your stereotypical Hollywood uh, story, I mean, granted, every now and then you have something that diverts off, but you have uh, your beginning, uh, your crisis, you have your building up to your climax. Everyone gets excited, builds along with it. They've dropped a bunch of information along the end. And then you have your resolution where everyone feels better about themselves. They see themselves as the hero. They see themselves as the uh, main character of their own story. Because ultimately, I mean, that's, as human beings, that's all we have the ability to perceive with is just our own selves within the world around us. And uh, it makes people excited and uh, glorifies these things. And then people get, you know, you, you sell them the stories of look how great these things can be within their propaganda. And uh, it makes people um, less objective to it. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the movie Rocky Four? <laughs> <laughs> right? He fights the big evil Russian guy. Yep. And everybody can change. <laughs> hey, we got five messages. Let's run through these. Yeah, buddy. Um, and Donald Trump uh, was an advocate against that shit with her. He's like, if you're going to go over there and destabilize the country, you, you need to get control of the oil. Otherwise, you're going to leave them and control the oil. And then what? Now you've got a, a limited funds for, for terrorists to be funded? And exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Nailed it. Yep. Uh, sir, sir, you've got some great comments. Um, I would appreciate it if you would share this talk because uh, people need to hear what you're saying and hopefully they'll dig what we're saying as well. You know what I find genius? They made an invisible terrorist in the name of Corona. Because it can be with you right now. And you can be responsible for killing your family. Grandma's going to die because you got Corona. Better get your jab. No, I'll pass. But that's what it is. It is um, an ingenious, invisible terrorist. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. just a quick interjection there. I was pressured by my family to get the jab, so I'm I'm double vaccinated, not because I wanted to, not because I believe in it, but because none of my family members would let me come over if I didn't. I was ostracized from Christmas, from uh, Thanksgiving, from Easter, you know? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, they just pulled out of Afghanistan and left them a whole barrage of military equipment funded it all there's your payment goodbye now come kill us because you hate us right because we ravish your country and all that shit because they're globalists these aren't these aren't american governments this is not our government these are globalists the united nations if you define it to me means one world government it's already in place dumbasses we are so dumb not us right here but you know what i mean i mean we the dumb we Right, and, and that's by design as well, right? They did away with free college education in the 70s. Why? Um, Reagan's head aide, when he was governor of California, told Reagan, uh, Mr. President, unless we do away with this free college education, we're going to end up with an overeducated workforce and nobody to man the factories. Well, now we got no factories, and we got a nation full of idiots who aren't capable of critical thinking because that's a college class. Yep, and on top of um. Wait till they start um, signing up to, you know, go to space. And then they're going to say, okay, we need to plug you in with the Neuralink, right? And we're going to put, we're going to sedate you, you know, because the trip's going to take a long time. We'll wake you up when you get there. 
And when they sedate you, they plug you into the Neuralink, and it's just like the Matrix. In your mind, you are um, on Mars, or Total Recall, whatever. But you're really in some pod somewhere in a warehouse, just um, draining and or um, creating energy, like a battery, like a human battery. There you go. And the Matrix introduced us to this whole concept and made it look cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ironically, ironically enough, we have red pill in the in the title. <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, um, a couple things he said. Uh, I forgot my first point, but um, secondly, as far as uh, college and stuff like that, um, you've had plenty of CIA a get recruited from colleges, and then b on top of oh, yeah. that, uh, get their fingers involved with it, and so it turns just into another form of propaganda and. Ultimately, propaganda is just social conditioning. Yeah, and so yeah, this guy, yeah, guy John Stockwell described how he was recruited and how they escalated his role, and he eventually became an assassin and leading operations in Angola and Vietnam. Yeah, one more thing, uh, uh, two more things I want to point out. Um, have you seen the TV series Chuck uh, from uh, early 2000s to 2010s? No, but uh, okay, well. Um, comedy uh action comedy thing involving spies cia nsa uh fbi and uh all that other stuff uh comedy made it fun made it cool but one thing they do drop out in uh, a couple instances is oh yeah their main recruiting is uh, over in stanford and then of course you have to make a comedy you have to make it fun you have to make it so people can swallow their bs medicine and stuff but like i said the right. great thing about lies is there's always a little bit of truth in them and um, as far as his first point that he pointed out on there, um, I, I want to say, like, uh, what we talked about with uh, this next world war, how it being uh, uh, the U.S. versus Russia, China, and all these other bases, you have, you have the, uh, what they want you to view. Um, I believe that's called, uh, I'm probably mispronouncing it, uh, Cassius Belli. Belli? Um, right. The propaganda you feed within. Bella, thank you. But um, on the outside, ultimately, what this is going to come down to is nationalist people who love themselves, their culture, their country versus globalists. Yep, you got it. And and oddly enough, we're taking out the countries that would tank the dollar, right? Iran, China, and Russia, you know, Mm -hmm. ironically enough. Um, it's just a side note. I watched a documentary recently about how China is the most miraculous example of pull, lifting people out of poverty. Poverty Since 1949, they've done a better job than anybody on the planet. Guess the next best country at lifting their own people out of poverty. Oh, Russia. Yeah, it's amazing how, um, you know, A, when you get rid of and kill all the poor people and then also simply force everyone to be poor. Um, you don't really have too much of a say, do you? That's right. Look That's at our like, prison uh, system. Nonviolent drug offenders doing many, many years in jail. Why is that? Oh, mm-hmm. they're now they're slave labor. Yep. Yep. It's a, an amazing way you go. You get work done. And uh, at the same time, uh, where was I going with this point? Uh, yeah. You have a... Uh, it's kind of like a, you look at eugenics, uh, countries that have gone and thrown eugenics into things and be like, we have uh, officially managed to cure and get rid of uh, 
autism. There's no autism and there is no Down syndrome in our country. Well, no, you just killed everybody that had it. Right. And maybe you weren't using vaccines that had aluminum as a preservative in them. Oh, just a thought. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how um, like uh, we create uh, solutions to our problems and uh, the best ones that they use are always ones that, yeah, it's a solution to this problem. Oh, but uh, look, it created a problem. And now all of a sudden, I think it's uh, Pfizer's working on uh, after seeing uh, uh, they're putting patents on uh, a lot of uh, heart uh, pills and heart medication because, uh, oh, we uh, cured one problem and uh, let's uh, let's get on with uh, fighting the next big fight. Myocarditis. Guess what? Yep. In, the, in the community I live in, Sonoma County, California. Oddly enough, after the myocarditis research came out, now there's an electronic billboard on the freeway. It's always been there. But now there's an ad. Free heart testing for men 12 to 25. Huh. Funny coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how it's been um, safe, effective, uh, and we have long-term research. But at the same time, they've been, uh, my grandparents, both of them, um got double jabbed and uh boosted and uh they've been uh, asked to participate in surveys about um how things have been going is there any side effects we know it's safe but just you know check it in yeah we know it's safe but we need to conduct more research and and that leads yeah. me to the government allowed Pfizer to keep their their uh research their in-house research they don't have to release it for 75 years that means everybody who got the jab will be dead, right? Yeah. Period. But yeah, so one way or another. If it, if, it, if, it, if it was what we're being told, they would release the research. Oh, yeah, they would be pounding it. That would be their main propaganda form to get people to participate. Right. It would be the best sales method uh, available. So... I'm not saying what's happening. I'm just hypothesizing on possibilities. I don't know, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, we'll never be able to know because we're not on in crowd as it is. That's it. Have you ever seen the movie The Coming War with China documentary? I have not. I've heard about it, but I haven't gotten a chance to see that. Where's that streaming on? It, you can get it on YouTube, yeah. It's, it's fascinating, complete mind blow. And it shows how basically we've wanted to go to war with China since the 50s and just we don't have an excuse. But then it also shows the hypocrisy of us talking about human rights and this and that, because we did a, a majority of our uh, nuclear testing, or at least a lot of it, was done in the South Pacific, the Marshall Islands. We made one whole island uninhabitable completely and we evacuated it beforehand. But in the neighboring island, we left those people there and, uh, you know, they're all dead from cancer now. And we studied the effects on them like they were cattle. Yeah. Yeah. You will ultimately be of some use to them, whether you are in the way or you are on their side. They will find a use for you. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's a useful idiot, uh, you know, a uh, lab rat or a future leader, you know, Pete Buttigieg, AOC. Um, I yeah. forgot what the organization is, but I watched this. I'm a fiend for documentary. I feel if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I should learn something from it, right? So 
it's hard yeah. for me to just watch like an escapism movie. I, I need to learn something if I'm going to sit down for an hour and a half or two hours. And then usually I end up going down the rabbit hole and I'm sitting there for four hours. And then I go, oh, my God, I got to turn it off. But um, this one revealed and I don't have the facts on it. So I'll have to circle back um, and DM you on that. But it was fascinating. It was saying that there's a go- like a global research forum or something, basically like a, 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 a Schwab type outfit that is grooming and picking all these future quote unquote progressive leaders and that they've signed on to the plan. And that's why they're allowed to speak. Because if you notice, AOC came in guns blazing. We're going to impeach Nancy Pelosi. We're going to do bop, 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 bop. Now what she's talking about. She's playing ball. She goes on to feel good stuff. She was like holding a puppy in a in a cemetery. The last post I saw, like just heartstrings, tugging on your heartstrings. Yep, and she's just playing ball the entire time. Also, I mean, I I, I know Sand. The two the two outsiders in 2016 were Sanders and Trump. Trump yep. took his way in and beat the tar out of the Republican Party. That's the one thing I love about him is not only did he. Uh, kick it to, and stick it to two different parties, but the party that he was within, he rubbed the dirt deep into their womb. And it voided it needed because, I mean, what we were looking at, ultimately it was supposed to be Jeb, really. I I think that's right. honestly who was supposed to get it. Again, syndicate oh, yeah. crime family, what? We want the Clintons or the Bushes pick. Either way, we win. But, um, right. and then you had Sanders and they or, they were able to force him out kick him out and then he comes back around on uh, his second time uh they go to do it again but ultimately he lost a, a decent enough chunk of his base um because he just pretty much he, he he bent and said this is my only chance to be able to get in and started playing ball i think begrudgingly but he regardless he started playing ball and people started to see through that unfortunately and um yeah i mean I mean, Bernie Sanders had the ability at that at a moment in time, he could have walked, started a third party and won. He had massive people. He had Democrats, Republicans, and most importantly, the largest block of voters, non-voters, 100 million people. This is what we're what we're not told. We're told we have to vote for the lesser of two evils because otherwise we're going to get major evil. Bullshit. We need to get uh, something that's actually that people can stand behind, and those 100 million non-voters, if they voted, boom, it doesn't matter how many people vote Democratic or Republican. Um, I'm yeah. not a Trump fan, I'm not a Trump fan, but I do love that he shook it up, right? And yeah. the, reason I didn't, the reason I didn't vote for Hillary is because I wasn't gonna play that game anymore of lesser of two evils, and I figured if she, you know, if he does win, it'll reveal the house of cards and things will go to shit faster, and look what happened. And boy, did it ever. I don't think he'll be, uh, well, no, I, I favor him for uh, two reasons. Um, number one, for just, you got to love a good underdog fight. And uh, boy, that was it. But like you said, he shook it up. He revealed things. And so whether ultimately that was our only shot, at least people can go in and face whatever future that we may face and knowing, okay, well, um, you know what, we uh, we finally saw what it was, 
we uh, looked our demise in the eye, or um, he's just simply going to be the one who did shake things up, who pulled the mask off of both parties um, and uh, exposed the Republicans, exposed the Democrats, exposed the Uniparty, exposed a lot of people on this, um, not the Great Reset, what's it on, uh, World Economic Forum, uh, NATO, yep. all of those people. He pulled that mask off. And so I, I put him as one of the greats on simply for even if he hasn't done much of anything else or doesn't ever come back and doesn't do anything else, he has at least allowed everybody a clear view as to see, aha, that's who you are. That's what's, who this is. That's what's going on. And um, yep. that's why we're seeing the results that we do. If, even if he sees nothing else, you weren't hearing people, uh, you weren't seeing the exposed, you were, you were very much in the minority. You were a fringe uh, minority group. If you were talking about how the news was uh, fake up in there. He exposed um, people in the CIA. He exposed uh, the news. He exposed both parties. He exposed world leaders. And then, he, you know, he exposed the military complex when he just goes, uh, fine, fine, we'll stay, but we'll uh, only just, we're going to pull out, but we'll at least leave enough there to guard the oil. That's what you guys want, right? You want the oil. He just, he said the quiet part out loud. So either right. he is... Right. The first one to shake it up and then bring in somebody who will actually make a big change or ultimately um, they're short and make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. So well, exactly, because if he did bring in somebody, if anybody rose that was going to make major change, then pop, 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 they go down like like the people you mentioned, like Kennedy, like, uh, you know, no, not many people know that there was a planned coup in this country against. Um, was it FDR that brought in the New Deal? Yeah, F, uh, yeah, FDR started. I don't know what he officially did. But... Okay, so not many people know that there was an organized coup to overthrow our government. And they approached this guy, General Smedley Butler, the most decorated Marine in history up until that point. But they, they, they didn't count on him being a true patriot, and he outed the scheme. Right. But he was approached to lead a coup against our own president. Yep. And it's uh, I honestly would not be too shocked to hear if that was uh, the same story. for Oswald. Right. Right. And uh, I want to break down for people who aren't aware and, and don't you know think that we're off on some conspiracy you know, pie in the sky thing. Look up these different groups, the Bilderberg group the Trilateral Commission, the Council on For Foreign Relations, and the Carlyle Group. These are massive international groups that basically pick all the world's leaders, right? Or if, it, you know, if you make it to be a, a world leader and aren't on that list, then you're going to get assassinated. Yep. That's what they did with Gaddafi, basically. I mean, just got talking it. about a non-U.S., uh, people, I mean, if you want to break it down into international, yeah, there, there's your instance with Gaddafi. Yeah, and let me talk on Gaddafi a little bit more. So he was in the midst of, of, of this massive construction project, which was he was calling the eighth wonder of the world. It was the biggest construction project in the history of the world. He was doing pipelines for water to bring water because there's a massive water reserve under, under the uh, Saudi Arabian desert. And 
uh, or I forget which desert, but the, the massive desert over there. He was pulling water from the aquifer, and and he was he was going to turn it into the Fertile Crescent and and major food production. We the U.S. military bombed that, and our explanation was, well, we don't know that he's not going to use it to transport weapons, right? Come yeah. on, with radar you could see that it's water, not weapons. Come on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that ultimately uh, birthed the famous quote from Hillary Clinton. We came, we saw, he died. Yeah. And um, yeah. she summed it up perfectly. And, and did we care about bringing democracy or a better quality of life to Libya? Well, maybe not, because now they have open air slave markets. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, they really don't care. At that point, they're going, well, it's not our country. At that point, you want to be a non-interventionist. You're only an interventionist right. when it uh, benefits you, when it pushes the uh, uh, the elitist agenda. The agenda. Yeah, the agenda. Man, this has been a great talk, bro. I probably got to wrap it up in a couple few minutes. Um, but I want to thank the listeners, Mrs. Glass, May the Poet, what's going on? You come and come too, and uh, uh, Zancia. What's going on? Yeah, you can make. Uh, we got one message. Let me go ahead and play this message real quick. I remember when they first started installing the chips on our debit cards, and we're getting conditioned with the whole chip, chip, chip. Right, that was part of their engineering. Oh, and the injection is to get comfortable with a needle, and then um, we're just going to put a little tiny rice green chip right under your skin on your right hand. Be able to pay your bills, uh, show your ID, be great, clock into work, start your car, be awesome. Everybody's going to be signing up. Hell yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention there's a cyanide capsule in it, so don't fuck up or we'll kill you. See, I don't even think they have to put the cyanide capsule in it but for because they could just turn it off and then you don't have access to your bank account, to your medical, to your driver's license, right? And to people who think this is pie in the sky. There was a family in Florida that volunteered to be the first people to have that microchip in, 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 you know, put in their skin. And it's exactly where he said between your thumb and forefinger on the right hand. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like we said before, with neurolinking and stuff, um, it used to be back in the day that they would talk about how to, they would have to try and put some sort of a cyanide thing in there. But uh, you get to neurolink, granted, you might not have uh, MS or anything else, but I mean, You know, you can like simply you have an uh, turn it all off. Yeah, or you, or you might have an instant aneurysm, right? Oh. Yep. I'm sorry, just a little glitch going through a software update. No worries, but uh, I was going to say, or you might have a, a, a an aneurysm created by the Neuralink, which gives you brain hemorrhage and you're dead. Yeah, there's a ton of ways to do it. Ton of, yeah, a million ways to skin a cat. We got Zantia coming in hot with a message. So, Dave, what do they have for this open market slaves for security? Question mark. I want to know. Yeah, look it up, buddy. Look it up. Um, so, first of all, Dave, my first question was, where are these open slave markets in uh, Libya? Uh, in what can we call it? And uh, what kind of security they got? Because that's fucking stupid. And also, that no way am I getting fucking chip put in my hand 
Government's gonna kiss my ass on that one, even if it is. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. They're, I mean, they're starting baby steps towards it. So in California right now, they have what's called the um, the open ID or something like this. So it's a new driver's license that does contain all of your personal information. And um, if you opt out of that, which I did, I can't fly on a plane, but I haven't flown on a plane in a long time. So fuck it. If I'm going to go anywhere, I'll, I'll drive. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I mean, I think uh, 2020 into 2021 was uh, a very big uh, social experiment. Like we, um, I- I'm not sure how you say your name, Zancia, uh, yeah. put it out. Um, fuck that. Uh, I won't ever do it. Uh, Dave, and uh, you said you begrudgingly uh, got the jab. And the one yep. thing more powerful than government is going to be culture and family. So do you want to be a pariah or do you want to be with everyone else? I mean, that's kind of why the big thing about the metaverse is so scary is, uh, yeah, the government might not force you to be on it or something, but if all your friends are on it, I mean, look at social media. I've had the hardest time maintaining friends after I broke off the social media. I've given people my number, I've, uh, you know, called, I've texted, and uh, people just really don't care as much unless if you're on social media. Um, and, um, the last, uh, two, three years have really exasperated everything, but yeah, you're, um, either you're going to be in on it or you're going to be a pariah and not be able to take in anything. And I hope you are a professional nomad at that point. Right. I mean, yeah, you nailed it. I was a pariah from my family. My mom has gone so far actually recently to say, I I'm, I'm worried about you. I think you're going right. Like she thinks I'm becoming right wing. Like, no. I'm hardcore left. The par- everything else has moved right. So now I look like a, you know, an extremist or whatever. Yeah, shoot. Even the right has gone left. You know, look at the right uh, 20 years ago. And um, the vast majority of them were anti-abortion. Um, almost all of them were uh, anti-marijuana. Um, every single one of them basically, ex- I-, I don't want to say all of them, but let's face it, almost all of them. Um, all noteworthy, maybe fraction of a percent, uh, we're anti-homosexuality. And now look at them. They've moved to the left on all of those issues. It hasn't been, uh, this shift has only been going in one direction. Uh, it's, um, it's like that old meme and that old joke going about how eventually the right wing will go and be like, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a Karl Marx conservative. I mean, you know, everything's going to keep shifting. And um, so that way, eventually, yep. you're going to pull everyone in. You really, there's, it, this change has been going only one direction. And so when you either stand your ground or you do a little bit of research in history and form your own opinion and, uh, you know, view as uh, your country first, not necessarily America. I know we got listeners all around the world here that uh, participate in the stereo, but maybe uh, England first, maybe um, people over in Russia first, people in Ukraine first. Everybody just saying, like, hold on my culture, my people, my family, me first. And um, you won't go wrong with, uh, I mean, you can't have a great reset in a world without borders if you're not going to go and um, destroy any sort of a culture. You have to wreck everybody's culture and bring it all under one umbrella so you can just have one control. Thank you. New World Order and the uh, military arm of that is NATO. 
right? Yep. To enforce that. Um, yep. And, I got to uh, start wrapping it up here. I got I got a meeting at five, but um, man, I've really really enjoyed this, Travis. I think this should be part one of of many conversations. I agree, buddy. Let's um, let's uh, talk here after you're done with uh, things uh, with whatever meeting you're doing, and uh, let's start scheduling some talks uh, for the route. Let's do it. Let's do it. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and run through these two messages and then uh, whatever kind of closing statement you want. All right. Uh, what is our culture right now? We've got stupid, idiotic uh, movie stars and fucking hip hopsters that are fucking stupid, dumbass rappers that, you know, have no talent. Um, we've got people who can't act, morons in political office, idiot being elected for governors, and uh people who freaking can't stand up for their own moral values and people who just sit there and are like, oh, I don't know, and can't make a decision. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm already a standout person because uh, I can do those kind of things. I have common sense, too, believe it or not. So, yeah, it is kind of scary, isn't it? And then the question is, too, is what do you ask about our children for the future? Question. Zancia, I yeah, think I think your disagreement is a complete just face value, just looking at what we have. Yeah, you're right. We don't have a culture, and the um, only uh, when you said what culture, that's how you destroy it. You cheapen uh, yeah. the crap. Everything becomes uh, you know we need to get rid. When I say we, I'm talking about you know the empire powers uh, have this view of we need to go and we need to destroy everybody's culture. And, you know, what you're pointing out in America is really for countries that are first and second world, they're all going through that exact same thing, too, to just absolutely wreck it with uh, crap shows and uh, make everything just cheap rewind, um, sh just shot out and um, make people you, they, you need to hate it. for them to get what they want. You need to hate your own culture and um, so that they can destroy it. You need to be their pariah. We don't create any culture anymore. We don't. It used to be our main export uh, to the world was culture, and now everything yeah. is a sequel. Everything is a reboot. Everything is a remix. Um, Mariah Carey was a big deal for uh, making "All I Want for Christmas Is You," um, and then what? Everything else was in the fifties on making original Christmas music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. and, and let's talk about music. Like the old school R and B from the seventies, amazing, deep lyrical content. Now you got uh, people like Cardi B promoting being a dumb hoe. You know, if it's up, if it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Like really, really, that's a that's a hit song. There's nothing there. Yeah, look at Green Day. I mean, they, people said that they were a sellout back in the day with American Idiot, and uh, I'll tell you. That album has aged like a fine, fine wine. That the band, however, has aged like uh, unpasteurized milk left out on the kitchen counter. <laughs> yeah, they, I agree. That they, album was really. They became a sellout afterwards after the massive success from that album. But I mean, you look at as far as yeah, like you said, music that has uh, changed for culture and everything, and um, it, it's been a hell of a long time, actually. Um, I would say um, the unraveling uh, phase, like I was talking about before turning, the unraveling, the one that comes right before the crisis, marked by, I believe, 
9-11 was when we started that phase. And you look at uh, them, you know, that unraveling phase was the last uh, phase of when you get culture built through. You had country that actually had great music. Country's gone to crap. Yeah. Country's become pretty much the exact same Cardi B, but with twang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happy so, go nowhere, uh, no message rock. But it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, be a part of the message. Be a part of the message right, and right. Uh, make everything cheap and churned out. Yep. Let yeah. me play another message from Zantia. Moved because they realized, okay, we can do this and we can make money off it. They've also moved because. They are like, hey, um, it's not a political hot button anymore. See, that's the point, because I couldn't care what sex someone is or anything about that. Now people are taking these things, like, you know, the, you know, they're taking all these movements, and they're saying, okay, how can we exploit this and make money off it? You know, that's why, like Bill Hicks said, if you're in purchasing or advertising, kill yourself. You are nothing but uh, Satan's little helpers, planting seeds. That's the one time I think I laughed my ass off so much and I said, sad, but true. Oh, yeah. Bill Hicks was a genius. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Travis, what do you, what, what do you got? Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave, I'd say this has been um, a home run of a talk. Uh, guys, if you like this um, talk, be sure to um, follow Dave, follow me, and uh, stay tuned for more talks coming up for us. And um, you can follow me uh, here on Stereo. Um, I'm looking to hopefully within a few months, maybe a little bit more after that, uh, be branching out into uh, Anchor and possibly some other uh, offshoot uh, media platforms. But for now, you can find me on uh, Stereo. Uh, it's been awesome getting to speak with you guys. Dave, closing comments. Yeah, no, I've, I, I agree. Best conversation I've had in a long, long time. Um, please, if you're digging what we're talking about here, please check out my podcast on it's on Anchor and 23 other platforms. Basically, every pod, a little bit, podcast platform and in 46 countries, uh, I talk about a lot of stuff like this. Uh, much love to everybody listening. Um, let's uh, go ahead and play Zancia's last message and uh, we can close out. Oh, by the way, I designed a line of clothing and products called the Peace Line because I want to promote world peace. So you can check that out on my Instagram. It's uh, The link is in my bio. Here's Xantia. She's been crap since the mid-90s. Because it was that alternative scene back then, and then it was countries started coming up with their stuff. Pretty much what happened is, is Garth Brooks came out in the 90s, and everybody started copying him. That's right. People started copying him. That's your Clint Black. And then people started copying that. All that, your, you know, all that. Yes, your Kenny Chesney and all that stuff. They're all copies of Garth Brooks. That's all they are, repeated copies of Garth Brooks. Anyway, I'm done because you guys got to go. The greatest Amen. form of flattery is imitation, but there's a point where that just becomes a loss of identity and ultimately cultural collapse. Absolutely. And I'll just close with this. Um, you know, if, if the CIA is ha has a role in writing and editing scripts, yeah, come on. Do we not think that they're, they got their fingers in the music industry? Yep. Right? Yeah, I'm the only one. Uh, right. well, I, I had another point, but uh, let's save it for another talk. Dave, it's been awesome getting to chat with you, man. I look forward to more of these. 
Absolutely. Much love, brother. We are birds of a feather, and let's continue to bring the truth to the people. Amen. All right, buddy, you take care of yourself. Peace out, everybody. Everybody have a wonderful day, and fight for peace. Much love. Much love to you all.